Hi, this is Colt Fasciati. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. What's up? This is Zach Osborne. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? We're back on a Monday night. Monday night, Moto X Pod Show, episode 196, brought to you by a Cherubies USA, our title sponsor for decades. A Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. A Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1 800 659 1440 and talk to Brian Fullerton, or maybe you even get to talk to Talon Volan, the legend. Uh, we're going to talk to Brian here in just a moment, but also the show is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, R Jerky, Williams Motor Works, and Extreme Colors. Helmet Painting, great show tonight. All uh, we got a full house. Scotty T is in the house. What's up, Scotty? What's happening, Dark Side? Not much. We got Doc Smith in the house. His dad's out of town. Doc came in to hang out. What's up, Doc? Nothing much. And on the phone with us for the first 30 minutes or so from a Cherubies USA, the one and only Brian Fullerton. What's up, Fully? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. We got a big show tonight. We got you on. We're going to talk about Atlanta. We're going to talk about a Cherubies. Uh, we've got Nick Still and Trent Marr from the Motor Limited Network going to join us in a little bit, talk about... Their show, we're going to talk about the Australian motocross season just kicked off this last weekend. They had a full day Sunday of, for them it was Sunday, they had Supercross and then Australian motocross. And we're going to talk to Jacob Hayes, see where he's at, how he's doing, recovering, getting back on a bike. It's going to be a good show, Brian. Um, what do you think about it? I'm ready. Yeah, you ready? Okay. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. So, Brian had <laughs> mentioned before he came on, so we got YouTube going, we're live on YouTube if uh, we have any viewers, the first 10 viewers that say what's up to Scotty, they're going to win uh, an Acherby's USA hat, I believe. Is that right, Brian? Let's do it. Let's give some stuff away tonight, huh? You want to give some – what do you, What else you want to give away? Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. We'll talk about it soon. I'll tell you Whenever what. Whenever you're ready. I saw a guy this weekend. I go out to our local track, South Central, and I'm riding really, really slow because I'm really slow. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the vet, there's this vet guy in front of me, you know, and I'm – I'm sort of looking ahead, but I'm also sort of looking at my front fender to look at the rut. And uh, I look up, and this dude is, like, rolling through the dirt, and his bike launches off a berm, brand-new Honda, flipping through the air. The rear fender's just destroyed. And I instantly think of a Cherubis USA. Well, if the rear fender was destroyed, it was probably a polysport or somebody well, else. No, I was thinking of the Cherubis because he needs <clears throat> to get in contact with you guys. Not me, but one of our fine retailers or distributors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're going to talk about the races last weekend uh, in Atlanta. But, of course, I want to remind everybody of a couple of the giveaways that we mentioned last week. If you guys were listening, if you haven't, we are going to give away a set of the brand-new 2021 Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh. We're going to give that away in a couple weeks. 
And the idea is also to join in with one of our other sponsors, Blood Lubricants. I want you guys to go to bloodlubricants.com. That's blood with B-L-U-D. Make a purchase. Take a, take, give, send me a copy of your receipt to motoxpodshow at gmail.com. And whoever spends the most money with Blood Lubricants is going to win this free set of brand new vented mesh riding gear. I mean, it's, a, it's an awesome idea. I think, Scotty, not a lot of people have jumped on it yet. But I had some people reach out to get the code, the promo code, which is uh, all caps Moto X to save. What do you think, though? I mean, or how about you, Doc? I mean, you just signed a new deal with a new gear company, but free gear is always great. Oh, yeah, free gear. You can't beat it. I agree. Scotty, I mean, you like some free gear. Yeah, I, I, I burned my knee patch on, on my, on my burned my knees. So, yeah, I definitely need some new gear. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and we're also giving away uh, a blood lubricants package we've got some oil over here some bike wash and some uh detailer and that was based off of our guest last week jake weimer who came on and it's a trivia question i wanted to know in his second what his second full season of supercross was what his best finish was in that season the venue he, he had his best finish and if he did not win who did win so there's a lot of parts to it but we've got some entries so we're going to get somebody to win some blood lubricants uh, we're also, I mentioned that we're going to be giving away a set of these new Lucid, X-Brand Lucid goggles, which I'm holding in my hand. They're in a bag. You can't see them. Sorry. But I'm going to give these away to one of our Patreon supporters. We actually had a couple new people sign up. So go to patreon.com, search out the Moto X-Pod show, and support us, man. I mean, it helps out. We try to do some cool stuff. We're going to be giving away a Fly uh, Formula helmet at some point to a Patreon subscriber. So anyway, all right, let's get to Atlanta. Brian. First time at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, you hey, know. wait. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I want to give away some stuff real quick. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's go along. Let's hey, keep hang going. On, hang on saying. one sec. Hang on one sec. What? You bet. Oh, the 10 giveaway? Yeah. Dude, just say it, man. You don't have to. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, yeah, those of y'all that just joined, like we, uh, Dark Side was YouTube. saying on YouTube, we are giving away for the first 10 listeners. I only have a couple, so y'all keep saying what's just up. Speak up. Say what's up. Say what's up. Just say something, and then I'll, I'll write you down. Yeah, Brian, Brian, who we're about to talk to, is going to give away a, and a Chirpy's hat. Go ahead, Brian. Don't, uh, yeah, you first, said you want to give first, some other stuff away. What's up? Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. Cause since you're in the uh, you know the the market of giving stuff away, yeah, see, some gear, some blood lubricants. How about we do two hundred fifty dollar retail value to one of your lucky listeners of your choice? But what they need to do is what do you want them to do? Hashtag MotoXPod and well, let's, post yeah. a picture. What do you think? Yeah, I like the Instagram thing where they go on Instagram, show us a picture of your bike that needs new new plastic, needs a new a makeover, tag us, now, and tag yeah. a Cherubies USA. But this can't be an 86 Mako 490. <laughs> this can't be a YZ 490. Yeah, okay. You know, this <clears throat> this can't be a 92 CR80. Um, you know, this has got to be a bike that's been ridden recently, raced. I mean, a current racer that needs plastics, you know, maybe some hand guards, some frame guards. Okay. Um, 250 bucks will go a long way. I mean, that's that's basically entire plastic kit, frame yeah. guards, hand guards. I mean, that's a whole bunch of stuff. But um, so the person of your choice, okay. you, you you pick the bike, you and the boys pick the, the most hammered bike. But again, it can't be a an old Mako Fire 90. Yes. It can't something be you don't something have, old. Yeah. Something I have plastics for. If, if somebody says... I won. I don't have a dirt bike. Guess what? They don't want. It's going to go to the next person. They don't won. Yeah, that's good. They, 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 didn't win. they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. So go to our, you know, take yeah. a picture of your beat, beat up bike, your bike that you think needs a makeover. 
as long as it's a, a newer model bike that you know they carry plastic for, send, uh, tag at Moto X Pod Show on Instagram and add a Cherubies USA, and we'll we'll wait a week or so. We'll say, we'll 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 do it next week. Let's you got a week. Get in there, our archive got listeners. You better jump on this thing, and we'll pick a winner. And you guys are also sponsoring um, our. Pulpamex Fantasy League, you're going to give away a full set of gear, or not gear, of plastic to whoever wins that. And there's only, what, three races left. So uh, we're coming along on that, and we're going to have a winner pretty soon. Um, I I wrote down somewhere the person who's leading, and I don't have it in my notes now. So um, Awesome. Yeah, but that's cool. So you're going to give away, man, you got, oh, you know what? I do have it right here. It's uh, Nika Lee, N-I-C-A-L-E-E. I believe it's a female who is leading our, and kicking our butts in Pulp Mex Fantasy in the Moto X Pod Show League. So, yeah, Cherubies USA stepping up big time. I appreciate that, Brian. Heck, yeah. <clears throat> and we have um, something people keep asking us about is we have um, gas gas plastics are starting to arrive. We got a little bike. Uh, the big bike plastics are going to arrive probably in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Well, even if, you know what, so, even if you were to run out or didn't have that, just sell them some Honda stuff and they, they'll figure it out. It's red. Who rides a Honda? <laughs> me right now but not long right. it's about to All go right. away so anybody Blue listening crew. that's interested in, in uh my honda crf 450 with about a thousand logos on it what's that with about a thousand logos on it uh sticker don't be jokes. a dick i'll send you sticker, sticker jokes <laughs> yeah it's but, worth more if you took the graphics off honestly i don't know man somebody might want those graphics you know it's 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 legendary now but i am selling my yeah, bike yeah. i'll be posting that here in a week or so so uh with some extra parts i, I think i'm i think i'm going blue crew brian yeah, I I ha- I'll have some uh, secret information. I'll tell you about Blue Crew for me here coming up. Okay, How, how's to do with uh, Bradshaw? Oh boy, I, I hope yeah. we're not going down that road. But um, I can if you want me to. I'd rather not. We I mean, will. you were there. You kind of saved my I life. Saved your life, maybe. Yeah, I saved your life. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's let's yep. move on from that. That was a lifetime yeah. ago. Let's talk about <clears throat> Atlanta, man. The first time on the speedway in Atlanta. You know, everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be like Daytona, similar. It wasn't like Daytona. The dirt was very different, very long lap times. Interesting, but to me, the racing, I think the racing wasn't as great as it could have been because it wasn't very tight. But what were your thoughts on Atlanta, Brian? I I was actually uh, rooting for uh, Plessinger to win. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. We all were. And, yeah, I actually chose him to win. And uh, when he, yeah, when he <laughs> fell over, that was but I got top three out of the five. So I, I got some points. I'm leading two different, uh, two different, uh, groups with the, uh, RM fantasy league. Oh, nice. Yeah. You play that. Yeah. I, I haven't even gotten close in that league this year. Like I, no matter who I pick, what order it's always really bad. So you picked AP yeah. to win then, huh? I did, but mm-hmm. then I picked AP to win. And then, and then, uh, Tomac Webb, Anderson and, um, shoot somebody else. Well, yeah, I missed. Yeah, I missed out, but I got I got like three of the top five, so I actually I actually got some points. Okay, what do you think of the actual so, track and the racing though? I mean, it was, was awesome. It, okay, you did think it was awesome, it. so we got two. I more. thought it was great. Okay, yeah. what to you was awesome about it? Because, like I said, I thought it got a little stale. It was really crazy how little laps they did. You know, like I think one of the heat races was like three or four laps. Yeah, because it seemed I mean, like it, was, it went on forever. It did, but it just, I mean, it, it was like a track that was spread out apart. I mean, they could rip, they could haul ass. I mean, it wasn't like a tight corner, turn, jump, tight corner. It wasn't Supercross. I mean, that was, that, to me, that was a Daytona track for sure. Okay. Scotty, what do you think. think of Atlanta? Well, if, if it hadn't have been for the rain, I think 
what they were trying to do with some of those, especially the double section by the finish line. Big. I think that was made to be like a real one could scrub to the left, one could scrub to the right, and really do some dicing through there. But because it was so deep and rutted, they had to like really like jump them high and break yeah, tap yeah, yeah. them. So yeah. it kind of was forced them to not be it able was a to struggle. do. I think it was a little bit of an influence from like those speed and style kind of of races. I thought that was cool, and I think we'll get to see more of that once the weather dries up. But as far as the racing goes, it was it was incredible. I thought, um, I, I thought Pleasanter was had it, and then yeah, I was, um, was, 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 so, was kind of heartbroken for him. And yeah. then Chase too, even Chase. Like I was like, all right, well, and then he fell back. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, um, so I guess I know what's come what's going to come is the Cade Clayson uh, Chase Chase Sexton. Uh, conversation where is there anything a bunch of hate from that or where do we where do we think we'll talk about that in a second let me get let me get doc's thoughts on atlanta um was it a good supercross race was it something they should throw in every year and add it along with daytona i thought it was really like really good i thought that there were some sections that could have changed to um fix up the like it seemed so one line in some sections like the double doubles before the finish line it was so one line that if you went inside because it was muddy, you couldn't do it. Or even yeah. a 250, if you went inside, you weren't doing anything. They could have put a rhythm there and made it. You could go to the last corner and last rhythm section before the finish and maybe get it, like make a pass there. But I think the mud played a factor in that. And I also think sure. that um, just overall, I think some things on that track just didn't apply for good racing. And then it was so star-oriented. Yeah, I think it was I just to me it was not tight enough, right? Supercross yeah. keep everybody close, you need more turns and keep it tight. Those long straights, they're kind of cool to look at, but it didn't make for great racing. Um all right, Brian, what about and we'll talk about what you brought up a second ago, Scotty, but Cooper Webb, Kenny Roxon obviously, right? And Eli Tomac is still in the hunt. Um I really feel I've said this for weeks, man, I think Kenny's done. Um Yeah. I think Cooper even though he didn't win, he did what he needed to do. Uh, uh, and I think he, I mean, Eli obviously looked really good. I mean, he looked fantastic. But Cooper, this dude, I just think he's the man now. Cooper Webb, a Cherby sponsored rider. Yep. <laughs> okay. That guy. Yeah. So you're, you're going to be, you're not yeah. going to be very, uh, you're going to be biased a little bit, I think. <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit. But I mean, we had two weeks off. Yeah. I mean, um, Webb is in Roxon's head for sure. And, I mean, that's probably all he's thinking about is just what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I mean, the two weeks off, I, I hope he was out practicing and stuff. I yeah. heard he was on a boat or something like that, but whatever. Break. I mean, yeah, take a little break. They should all take a little break. But but when you're that close in the championship and it's just slipping, then I don't know. I mean, I would have been practicing myself, but yeah, I, guess, Kiefer, I don't know. Kiefer made a <laughs> hint last week that he was going to be – that he had heard Kenny was going to be a little more um, rested – like maybe, yeah. kind of like maybe he did take a break, and I brought yeah. this up with Cooper in the press conference. I, I recently watched the, the newest Red Bull Moto Spy episode, which focused on Kenny and Cooper, and it, it focused on a lot of the you know since Daytona, basically all the the talk and everything. And Kenny made this comment towards the end of the thing where he said something along the lines of, "All it takes is for one of these those guys to have a bad race, and I'm right back in it or whatever." And that's not word for word, but. Instantly, I thought, why are you thinking about them making a mistake? Why aren't you thinking about winning? Like, yeah. you're basically, in my mind, you've made up your mind. It's going to take them to have a bad race for you to get back in it. And I didn't like that. And I, I may have misinterpreted. They may have edited it in a way where it just sounded that way. But I instantly felt like 
yeah, I'm right. He, he, Cooper is in his head. Kenny is, he, he's mentally done. Yeah, I think so too. Scotty, um, I think so too. What do you think? I mean, did yeah, you I see any of that. You know, the question was: they, they go to an the first outdoor facility. Can Roxon still do that with like with with that scenario? And he and he didn't. He like I don't know what happened to him. It's, it wasn't good. It was like kind of the same thing that happened with, like, last year. Once he was in the title hunt, they yeah. went to a muddy Salt Lake, and then all of a sudden he was out of the championship. I don't. Yeah, it's, no, uh, it's tough. It's it's very um, it's hard. you can't really explain it necessarily. Uh, all right, Kate Clayson, Scotty, and Chase. I don't feel like. <sighs> okay, oh, first of all, that is the <laughs> biggest bull corner I've ever seen. I know I can't even imagine what that thing looked like in real life because on TV it looked huge. Yeah, so it was massive. That's already that that preface that. Okay. That. I think I, I don't believe first of all, I know Cade. Anybody that knows Cade has heard Cade. He's smart. He pays attention. There's no way he did it on purpose. There's no way like he was just like, I'm not getting out of the damn race line. It it surprised him. He did and he he talked I actually texted him today, but he posted about it. He's like, Chase just came up way faster than I expected. And you know, and he feels bad, right? It was an accident. It happens in racing. Cade is not a guy like Vince Freezy who has had these kind of things oh time and time again. It just happened, man. Even Chase wasn't upset, so I think we just need to let it go. Like it's not, yeah. it's not a big story. Uh, I don't think it's anything. Brian, what do you think? We we could, we should definitely let it go. But if you guys want, I can definitely send Kate a rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like, like that we idea. Do have mirrors. Let I think we should do that. That's that's a yeah. good deal. Doc, I did you happen it. to see it? I know you said uh, you missed yeah, some of the I, racing. I saw all that happen, and as I'm sorry, you're honestly. Go ahead. I was like, you're in the A class now. Obviously, you're not racing at that level, but yeah, you you've been a slow kid and years ago, yeah. and you're you're a fast kid now, and you've come through traffic, you've dealt with all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Sometimes like, it just happens, and I've done it before. I honestly think that Chase just didn't expect to come up that fast on him. Right. Yeah. So I he wasn't looking. He wasn't looking that far ahead. If he looked ahead as he hit that jump, he had enough time to where he could have went up in the berm, or he could have went down farther in the berm. But I just think that like he what was so he focused up. on hitting that exact line yeah. that when he saw he he didn't look far enough ahead, so he didn't see Cade until he was already committed to that exact place. Okay, well, it's a good one. I will go back to the, my original question a while back though with Atlanta. I think and, he, and Eli talked about it. Eli really liked it. He said in the press conference, "Obviously, I'm biased. I like these kind of tracks, but I would like to see Atlanta. This Atlanta, one of them, basically added." Every year, like let's have two, uh, uh, what the tracks called? Uh, Daytona style like tracks, speedway, infield speedway type of tracks a year. Let's have two of those. I liked it. I think they probably should tighten it up a little bit. Maybe I don't. I don't think the long, long, long front straightaway, like, is necessary. I'd say add a couple more turns in there or a couple more things to slow them down. I don't know. I, that's yeah. the only thing I didn't really care for. I just think they spread out too fast, and then you didn't really have. Great racing on TV all the time. Now, there might have been really good battles going on in the background. We didn't really get to see all those. So, I say bring it back next year. Let's try. If we go back to a normal schedule, fuck the Mercedes. Excuse my language. <laughs> to heck with the Mercedes-Benz Dome. If it's too expensive, do it there. Um, yeah. I mean. Now, go ahead. I was going to say, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really fast and everything like that. Also, I think it kind of suited coming back into Supercross after having this break oh, because yeah. they've been riding motocross. They've been testing for motocross. So having that faster pace track again coming back into supercross is almost like an 
a training wheel back into Supercross, you know? Like, they didn't have any crazy rhythms that were, like, super gnarly. So it was basically kind of easing them back into it. Yeah, I I don't think they did that intentionally. Right. But I think it kind of worked out that way. And I say if they're having breaks and stuff like that, them coming back with having a track like that on a, like, like having it a a raceway, like, I think it was, um, I think it was pretty cool. I think it was cool, um, Brian. The only other issues really with me are, like, uh, JT said this on the review show, so I'm stealing his stuff, but he's right. The The crowd, right? The, the crowd's very spread out at a speedway. It's not the same vibe as a regular Supercross. It wasn't at night Sunday or Saturday. It will be at mm-hmm. night tomorrow night. But being in a stadium with the fireworks and the lasers and, and the – the, all that stuff that's part of the show that is Supercross. The crowd's all the way around the track. It's loud. I, I think the Daytona-Atlanta thing kind of takes away from the show a little bit. You know, Weatherfeld cares about that, I don't know. But that's my only yeah. negative on the thing. Is this sort of like a rock concert? It's the rock and roll of our sport. And I like it, I like it in a stadium for that reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean... I'd look at it as being it, it's COVID time, so yeah, I'm just yeah. happy there is a super. I mean, I will I will be that guy. You know <laughs> sure. what I mean? I'm sorry. It's I'm stoked they're super cross. I'm stoked they're not not getting. You know, I think a couple of people got sick or whatever, but that's not going around. I mean, there's some there's some viewers or some fans out there. I think it's good, but I think it's great. I, I, Daytona is always the race I would look forward to every okay. year. Outdoor. Cool. Um, under the lights, outdoor practice, you know, and then now with, uh, with the, um, the races on Peacock and all that stuff. I mean, that was awesome watching all that, except for just one qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sucked. But. I missed all that. Cause I was out riding BMX and then I got home and I was like, why, wow. why, is, it, why is it over? It was over early. I didn't realize <laughs> that it was even raining. So I got home. It was six year time or it would have been what? Eight year time. Yeah. Seven I think it started time. at eight or 9 AM our time, something yeah. like that. But, and then I got home yeah. by, Right around 11, I think, yeah. and it was, like, over early. But anyway, hey, we don't have a lot of time left. I want to ask mm-hmm. you how Cherubis is doing. How's the business right now? We hear the industry is killing it. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. I mean, it's um, a lot of issues going on. Shit, actually, the very first podcast I was on with you right when COVID started, it yeah. was, like, down, depressed mode. You know, <laughs> yes, people you were. were, you know, had some people cancel some orders and some distributors. And now it's like, I mean, I can't go into anything obviously like that, but it's just, it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's like we, the inventory level where we're at now compared to where we're at, uh, January of 2020 is almost half. I can't get any more. Um, as soon as it comes in, it's sold. Yeah. All the, I mean, the distributor reps, all of them, you know, Western parts, Tucker reps are all kicking butt. Um, parts Canada, one of our distributors in Canada. I mean, he's sending, they're sending orders that, I mean, it, it's, it's the great white North up there and they're sending POs and orders that it's crazy, you know, what they're sending us. And, uh, but the biggest thing we're going to have a problem with and people are going to get pissed is, um, industry wide is containers coming out of Europe, containers coming out of China. I mean, it's, you know, the, the rich, the rich people are paying, couple thousand dollars more per con- per container and they're stealing our spots yeah so, yeah rich taylor you know, told I, me about that with x brand mm-hmm. when he was waiting on the lucids to come mm-hmm. in he's like dude they've been sitting out on the water Brutal. for a month you know six weeks yep. they're just sitting there i can't get them in yep so yeah i mean perfect example is is uh, when i place a po um it ships you know a lot of the times it ships about 60 days from when i placed it 
not everything I order, but a good fair amount that's changed. Really? 40% of what I order is what they ship. And I mean, at Terry's Italy, it's like, they've been going, going the whole time. They never stopped. They never slowed down. They're kicking ass. So I'm kudos to those guys. But you know, if something ships on the first of the month, we're usually getting it into our warehouse in Salt Lake city 35 days after that. It's now taking three months, almost three months. That's crazy. So, yeah. Jeez. There's, they had that stupid crap going at the Suez Canal. Or oh, the yeah. Yeah. Deal. You know, our containers don't go that way. But yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're having delays with, you know, people are outbidding us on containers and paying more than they steal our spot. Then the container never changes. Um, there's delays at the port. There's delay, delays at the rail. There's delays at um, the actual, you know, the the end designation, you know, there's delays everywhere. Sure. The whole thing is going to get worse. It's a cluster. Yeah. It's well, going to get worse, but, um, that, it'll get, definitely get worse before it gets better, but it's, really it's, a, it's a good, bad. It sucks <laughs> for the consumers. It sucks for you yeah. on that part of it. But yeah, the coolest but thing of what you're telling us, what I took away from it is you, you guys are like, yep. it's kind of hard for you to get product, but yet you're still willing to give stuff away for our show. Yes, yes, and 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 actually, one more thing too is: Have you talked about your Patreons lately? I, I mentioned it. We we really need some more people to sign up and help out. Uh, we've got a bunch of great ones. We had a few sign up last week. Got a Did lot you of, really? Yeah, we. Well, I I mentioned the, that I was going to give away a set of Lucid goggles, which I'm holding in front of me right now. This this oh, cool. set of Lucids is going to be They're given nice. away to a patron supporter, and we had a couple sign up. Um, yeah, so that's we are very appreciative of those guys. They make it much easier you know for what? us to travel. Let's let's give uh, one of your top participating Patreons a two hundred fifty dollar retail gift what? certificate as well. Let's do that. Wow! Let's so give away five hundred bucks. So you're give at five hundred bucks, bucks of giveaway product wide yeah. tonight. Plus yep. ten let's hats. Do, do we have ten winners yet? We have eight. Eight. We only got eight. No, we have then, we have more people listening, yeah, but, but not every. Well, one of them. Well, I know he, Nick and TJ. TJ doesn't count. In Australia. Yeah, they're watching. But they're going to be on next. And um, then and, Garrett and, doesn't get five hats. <laughs> okay, we got there's nine. Okay, well, hey, if you're watching right now, say what's up to Scotty. He's watching the YouTube. Uh, one chat one more hat. Say what's up, and you'll you could win a hat. We got one left. Yeah, dude, that is so away. rad, Brian. You guys, yeah. a Cherby's has been just a blessing to us. I mean, I appreciate you and Talon. Um, we try, man. Even, I mean, we we give back. We yeah. we're, we we're definitely like to give back. I mean, there's been you know a lot of. Uh, there's been a lot of promotion of products, you know, lately, but yep. I mean, it's all worth it when the sales are there, the sales well, are there. It's fine. Let's do it. I'm going mean, to even, I'm going to, I don't want to say blow you out here because this is a positive, but I'll one of it. our listeners, Jake, who I've mentioned, Jake and his, his girl, Jordan, were on the wrap up show with me a couple weeks ago. Jake oh, crashed yeah. like two weekends ago. And yeah. during the race, his chick Jordan's like, I, I actually think I asked how he was doing and she's like, Oh, well he just crashed and messed up his, New plastic or whatever, and and Brian stepped up and took care of the parts that he messed up yeah. and replaced them. So that was just because he's like, "Hey, you guys are we're a sponsor, and we'll we'll can't do it every yeah. time." But Jake nope. is Jake has been very um, supportive. He's actually a Patreon yeah. as well. I don't know if I told you that, but um, so yeah. He, yeah, he got some parts replaced thanks to Brian, and Brian didn't have to. You bet. Do that, man. You guys, you guys are killing it. I I've, I mean, Talon back when COVID first started. Hooked me up with some really great interviews with uh, Geyser and um, Manuel Littenberg, a bunch of your riders that are like um, overseas, oh, yeah. you know, guys That's that right. I never would have had a chance to talk to. That 
you know, a Cherubis Italy got with talent Excellent. and let me do that. So you guys are killing it. I appreciate everything you guys do for us. Heck yeah. We appreciate you guys too. Yeah. We, I mean, it's, we want to give it back. I mean, it's, there's the orders right now are just unreal. I wish I could say numbers and stuff, but it's the, the numbers <laughs> are still unreal right now. It's like, yeah, it's you a, know, I'm happy. A, a lot of the times it's, you know, I have to ask, Hey, can I give that away? Hey, yeah. can I send a set of plastics? Now it's, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm not giving away everything. I mean, I want to sell stuff. I actually hate giving away stuff to be honest with you. I'd rather just sell it, yeah, you, make you know, because I am a sale. I am the salesperson and I'm a, you know, purchaser. So mm-hmm. more we give away more I need to buy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I wish your other, or I'm glad your other sponsors are giving away products too. I mean, now's the time to give some products out and promote the, promote the line, promote the product and, makes the people happy. I mean, every, everything's so negative. I mean, I won't go into politics unless you yeah. want me to. No, but no, let's stay away from that tonight. You sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I think um, I am. <clears throat> um, just joking. But, um, I know. but no, I mean, everything's so negative and stuff like that. I just, I just want to, you know, spread some positivity. I mean, I'm a, I don't mean to sound corny or anything like that, but I no, mean, it's good, you know, man. Get, we, it means a lot to our listeners. I know they're going to be stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, given plastics away to one of your Patreon members where, they asked, they crashed. You're asking how they're doing like here, hook them up. I mean, let's dial those people in. You know what I mean? It's like, he probably is, he's stoked. I'm sure he's probably smiling right now. And when he gets the plastics, hopefully he gets the plastics in the next two or three weeks. But besides that, it's um, all right, man. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really rad of you guys before I let you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're a mountain bike guy, man. You, uh, oh. you're a mountain guy. And I believe oh, I heard that yeah. you have joined e-bike nation. Yeah. Tense taser. What's up with yeah. that, man? How do you, do you like it? Is it just what well, like what what brought that on? I mean, I hate saying this. I hate saying this. You know, it's going to hurt me to say this, but listening to Pulpamac, uh, what? Well, I've never heard Mr. of it. What is that? Pulpamac, uh, this other <laughs> podcast I listen to, not a whole lot, but no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> right, right. No, I just, I, I mean, Steve Mathis is basically the. I think he's taller than me, but he's kind of the same shape. I think I'm a little bit smaller, but it's just, you know, <laughs> listening to him pedal and lose weight. And he, I mean, his, his attitude's changed. His mood's yep, changed. Yep. He sounds very, very happy instead of disgruntled and grumpy, you know, like me, like I always am, but I'm just trying something different. I'm not going to say I sold out, um, but maybe, um, but I actually, you know what I did is I got one of those intense taser MXs that, mm. um, uh, parts limited cells. Yeah. They got, yeah, they got into the, uh, uh, bicycle industry and, um, one of the local shops actually had one and, uh, I kind of inquired about it and he gave me a great deal and, and thank you. Adventure Motorsports in Twin Falls. Sick, man. <laughs> well, good for you, dude. I'm happy for yeah, you. Uh, I, I think, did we have one yeah, a listener we, question? I'm we sorry. had a, we had yeah. a, a fan question of how many, uh, sets of plastic does Cooper Webb go through in a season? Every single time he puts a leg over that bike, I believe it's, um, man, it's a lot. I mean, you're talking, I think it's in the hundreds. Yeah. That, that's pretty standard yeah. for those teams, right? I mean, it's, every, like every, uh, heat race, it's all new or just every, yeah. Right for the main, I think if it's a, I think if it's a mud race, you know, the bikes are going to look kind of crummy as it is, but sure. if, if it's a, um, you know, if it's a, say perfect world anaheim one something like that uh, they, they'll change the plastics and graphics between motos and the main event um so that's two sets right there i mean you could basically say two sets per race easily yeah. wow that's crazy and that's then insane. times that by all the races times that by all the 
you know, outdoors, supercross. Um, we also sponsor the KTM off-road team. They go through plastics all the time because those bikes get hammered. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, it's quite a bit. I mean, how, how many rounds are there? I mean, supercross rounds this year. What, 16, right? I think six, 16 supercrosses. So that's, let's say 30 sets of plastics for supercross yeah. and then same, the same thing for the nationals and then times that by, you know, how many people are on that team. That's how many right, sets. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's a lot. Nuts, man. It's a uh, lot. Well, Brian, again, so, thank you so much for what you do for our show. Thank you for coming on. Tell Talon I said yeah. what's up. Uh, we'll do. We're going to let you go. Thanks, we're going to get take a quick commercial break and be back with Nick and Trent from Moto Limited Network. But, Brian, thank you, dude. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too, bud. See you. See you. All right. Thanks to Brian from Cherubis. Brian Fullerton. Hit him up on Instagram. Um Quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the boys from Moto Limited Network. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. All right, we are back with our uh, next two guests of the night. This is a, maybe a first on the Moto X Pod show. I'm not sure if we've had two guests on like this at the same time. We probably have. Uh, first guest of the night of this, of this group is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring up the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricants has many lines of oil to fit your needs. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. Use promo code MOTOX. That's all caps to save and don't forget about the the contest we've got going on tonight moto how blood lubricants brings us from the moto limited network mr nick still what up dude what is up boys dark side i got the uh, the edge over trent again i just just wanted to point that out before trent starts getting on and blowing me out but uh well you know what the they, edge again 
You know what they say about <laughs> saving the best for last. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> trust me, it doesn't work for him. But what, what's going on, boys? What's, Not much, what's man. Good to have you on all all the way from the land down under. Um, oh, Have you yeah. fed your kangaroo this morning? Yeah, he's just out back hopping around at the moment. So. All, right. all right, let's get to our other guest, our the other member of the Moto Limited Network, brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible, and they continue to do that with the new Fly Formula Helmet, the new Zone and Zone Pro goggles, and many other products. Visit flyracing.com today, or go to your local dealer uh, and use the you know the WPS reps that are all out locally working their butts off, like our buddy Craig Martin, Scott Foster, Skippy. Go support those guys. Cooksy, if you're in the area, and uh, buy yourself some Fly Racing the new 2021 mesh is out. It's kicking butt. Which trying to show me the logo? Yeah, that's their logo. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Uh, but tonight, Fly Racing brings us from the Moto Limited Network. Trent Marr, what up, dude? Hey, Dark Side boys. What's going on? I got second again. I'm a little little, uh, little butthurt about that one again. But, hey, look. Deal with I, it, dude. They're still awesome. Saving the best for last, man. You got to come from behind to take the win. Um, all right, so I want to get you guys on to talk about a couple things. You've got you've had me on your podcast numerous times. You guys have helped me out with a wrap up show numerous times. Nick does all a lot of the notes for me and helps me out. Um, so let's start with you, Nick. Man, what? How did you guys decide? And your chair is making a bunch of noise again, Nick. One of you. Is that better? But uh, <laughs> hey, what? How did you guys decide to start a podcast? What was the process like for the two of you? Do you want to go first, Trent? And I'll train in. That's again. fine. Yeah, originally, originally I started it first, uh, and again, it was, yeah, we talked about this on the wrap-up show, it was sort of, we're massive fans of Pulp, uh, and listening to Steve and what he's done, and, you know, we have our own sport down here as well, uh, we thought we wanted to, to sort of talk about it and open some people's eyes to the sport of motocross and supercross in Australia, and then also bring the American stuff over here as well and talk about it in, in sort of our terminology and what we see from our side of the fence so i started it and then uh i think i got about 15 to what was it 19 shows in nick and then you joined me and then since yeah. then it's, it's just been uh absolutely insane nick has helped so much with everything we've tried to do uh and uh, i would not be doing the show without nick that's for sure yeah and i know well, you guys had talked about it on the wrap-up show but i don't know that necessarily all of our listeners to the wrap-up show uh, far all of our listeners listen to the wrap-up show but nick um, so how did you know Trent and like, how did you get involved with him to begin with and how'd that come about? Well, that's kind of funny. See, I knew Trent because me and, me and Trent obviously grew up racing together pretty much since we were young. So he's always someone that I kind of knew and hung out with back in the day. Okay. Then I can't believe it or not. The reason this all started was because I, the first ever podcast I ever did was with you on the wrap up show. And, for, and because Trent being a massive pulp fan, a massive a massive dark side fan he showed me a message he's just like hey man that was Sad. cool i was like yeah dude that was sick he's like oh you'll have to come down to my show and we'll do a podcast one time anyway i think like two or three weeks later i went down there and did a uh, a podcast with him and uh i haven't left so that's that's really crazy because that's really how i became part of the moto expod show i wasn't part of it tj was part of it he, hell he didn't start it that was mark and um phil that started the show and then we just sort of like they invited me on, same as you, Nick, and then boom, it just turns it things shift gears. I guess I like that. So really, it wouldn't be for, if it wasn't for you, Dark Side. I probably wouldn't be a part of the Moto Limited show. Well, I, I had to, dude. I hate doing this so much, but if it wasn't for TJ, TJ 
I wouldn't be part of this show. I mean, so that uh, hurt him to say. I can God, see it in his hurt. face. Like, I, mean, I feel like I need to go and throw up right now. It's my dad, and I wouldn't want to say it. <laughs> so, um, how's the show been going, Trent? Because I mean, I see you're you're busting out shows every week. You do, and you're doing more than just the main show. You've got a couple different things you're doing, man. You you've done some um, live stuff that you know you're doing YouTube live also, which. I think my notification went off. I want to say it was last night for us. And yep. I, I woke up to use the bathroom at like 4.20 a.m. And you guys were live. And I thought about jumping on, but I was so tired. I was like, yeah, I'm just going back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do we do our Monday night show for us. It should be like an you know, early, early Monday morning show for you guys. Um, we do that every week. Uh, we do an after show as well, which is more of just uh, Nick and I sit down. We'll do one after uh, Atlanta here on Tuesday. Uh, we'll sit down and, and sort of recap that seeing as though we, you get two more races before our next Monday show. So yeah. we do that. We, we try and use that also for some of our U.S. guests as well um, that you've been helping us so graciously with, uh, connecting us with a few guys over there to, to bring them over and talk to them uh, about it here in Australia. Um, and, yeah, we, we try and do as much as you can. We do a lot of live announcing for our local racing here as well. So we as many times as we can get behind a microphone, Nick and I are jumping out of that moment. Um, so it's Tuesday there, right? Yeah. Tuesday morning. So you guys are literally in the future. Um, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is about, I don't know, five o'clock our time tomorrow. I'm going to text you guys and ask who won the race so I can get my picks in. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just go A-Ray and Cade in fantasy and you will be fine. Dude, I had A-Ray on my team <laughs> Friday night. I texted A-Ray, we were texting about something, I sent him a screenshot, and he goes, bro, why would you pick your your friend? And and I, I so on the, first of all, it was A-Ray, Dylan Ferrandis, um, I don't remember the other two, but he's like, why would you pick your friend, dude? That's sketchy. Talking about himself, and I was like, I, I responded with, no, man, Dylan's cool, I got him. Like, so, <laughs> and, and then I dropped him because, I dropped A-Ray because he made me nervous, and then he freaking makes it through oh, the heat I race. Well, I... I dropped A Ray for Josh Hill, and uh, I'm beginning to hate myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had both of them, and that Did was you? a very big mistake. On yeah, like, I'm catching like, up yeah. though, man. In the in the Moto Limited League, I think I'm in third or fourth now, and I'm starting to catch back up. I I want to say I was leading at one time early. You were, you were. I got a lot. I got to work. Some, I got some work to do. We're not talking about fantasy at the moment. Okay, we're not talking about fantasy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. So let me ask it's you this. <laughs> You've got a few other Australian podcasts going on. You've got Gypsy Tales. Um, then there's Al, Albert uh, Gobert. Go, I can't ever Alex get his name right. Albert Gobert. How do you say his name? Alex Gobert. Alex Gobert. Gosh dang it. He's, yeah. like, the guy's really good at what he does. I can't believe I flubbed his name. Um, has there been any interaction with you and these other Australian podcasts? Is there any, tell me, please tell me there's some like, uh, like bad blood. I want I want an Australian podcast fight. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah. No, no, we're not starting any beef, but, uh, no beef? So we get along with the, yeah, we get along with, uh, Alex Gobert. He's done some of that shows as well. He's on that round table we did with yourself, the Supercross one, the other, the other, um, week. Uh, we get along with a few of the guys. Uh, there's a few that we, uh, we, there's no beef, but we just, there's not much friendliness between, I guess. Ah, so, so there is beef. Well, 
no, no, babe. We just we just don't speak. You know, you heard it here. You heard it doing our own thing, and we're just doing our own thing, and and trying to focus on ourselves, not get caught up in other people's dramas. So yeah, we're ha- we're just happy to deal with all the American podcasts. That'll that'll suit me fine. I don't need to deal with anyone back, dude. I, it was so cool, <laughs> Scotty. I know you got something. It was so cool for me though, because. You know, when Nick and I first started talking in the sh- your show, you first got involved with the show, is you're so excited, you're so green, basically, so fresh to it. And it's like, I remember how that felt, right? Like, I, you were getting some guests. I think Daniel Blair might have been one of the first bigger names, and you were, like, really nervous. And then you got your pr- first press conference at Houston, and I think we were texting right before the thing started, and you guys were like, oh, oh I'm so nervous. And I remember that feeling. Like, I remember how that felt to walk into the live ones and be, like, sweating and shaking because these are your heroes, basically. And and I love the fact, you know, I, I just love the fact that I can try to help you out a little bit. Like, Math has helped me out and Daniel helped me out. And I, I, I love watching how much you guys have grown because, I mean, your show's good, man. I, I don't get to listen to it every week because I have a lot of podcasts to listen to. But when I listen, I like it, dude. It's good stuff. I hope our listeners are checking it out. But... Just talk about that, Nick. Because first of all, the 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 transition from not really ever talking to any of these guys to now you got to ask your favorite writer a question Sunday, Joey Savachi. Yeah, see, that's um, that's something that's still like completely. It, it's weird. Like at the same time, like I want to fanboy so bad. Like obviously, talking to Cooper, talking to to Kenny, to Eli, to Savachi. Like you, you want to fanboy so bad, but the whole time you're like, dude, I got to try and keep this cool. I got to try and keep this <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And then it's like you're in a you're going to press conference, and then Supercross will will cut that audio and put it on their social media, and you're like at the same time you're like trying to keep this cool, trying to keep this cool, and then then turns up in Red Bull Motorsport, and you're like still trying to keep this cool, still trying to keep this cool, but. At the end of the day, the way I see this, dude, I'm living a dream, which I, I thought my whole life, I thought I had a place in, in motorsports. I thought I had a place in this industry. And yeah, I was, uh, I'm a, I was a mechanic for, for Monster Energy Kawasaki, and that didn't really work out. And I uh, didn't really work out as a rider, but since just talking to it and talking to the people in the sport, I'm like, yeah, this, this could be for me. I like this. I'm going to tell you, I was, I was legitimately a little jealous that you got a Moto Spy, dude. I was like, oh, I almost said the F word. I was I was <laughs> jealous, dude. I have talked to Wes Williams, and I want on that thing so bad. And apparently, nothing I've asked or said has been good enough. But you killed it. You killed it, man. I have to give you credit, dude. It was awesome. Uh dude. I it was literally it was funny because I was um, still like still half crook, still half crook at the moment. I was laying on the couch the other morning, and I think it was like two thirty a.m. our time, and I was just flicking around on YouTube. And it popped up as like uh, recently added. I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And then I was watching all the stuff between Kenny and Cooper, like you were saying, like the episode was built around that. Yeah. And then it cut to the intro. And then as soon as the intro finished, I heard my voice. I was like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, Congratulations, that's, uh, that's, man. I'm, I'm a little jealous, but I'm also happy for you. No, hey, that's hey, um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous sitting over here. Yeah. I, have to, I have to sit next to him in the studio, man. His head didn't fit in when he walked through the door on Monday night. I, I, I was wondering if you had to get like a wider angle camera. Yeah, had to, we had to. We had to zoom out a bit. That's awesome. Well, well, first of all, I know what y'all mean. Like the, the very... Like, I didn't even know what I was walking into the first time I did this show. Like, I talked to TJ at a race. The next thing I know, I was sitting in. And like the first guy we talked to is David Coombs. And I'm like... 
I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, it was like, it's, it's so crazy once you, and then you kind of get used to it, but it's like, it's a privilege and it's like, it's, it's worth what you put into it. It's, it's awesome. Oh, so my question for you guys is, is I wanted to kind of do one of y'all could answer the first part and one of y'all could answer the second part where y'all, uh, Aussie Supercross just started. I kind of wanted to see what's something that the Australian Supercross does that you wish that the U.S. Supercross would do, and then vice versa, what the U.S. Supercross has something that you wish the Aussies would do. So y'all can do, whoever wants to go can go, but I just, I figured it'd be cool to do one one on each. You guys I'll, I'll go, I'll go, yeah, I'll go first. Um, our Supercross, it's the motocross has started for us. Our Supercross is normally in the, the summertime for us. Oh, okay. Uh, I got it backwards. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of backwards to the US, but it started over here. I mean, this is the first time for us in Australia that we've had uh, live television broadcast. We haven't had our, our sport ever telecast on television. Uh, so to have that was awesome for the first time. Uh, we had a, we had a mutter as well for our first round. I wouldn't call it a full mutter, but um, the, the state that it was in, they have four seasons in one day down there and they got that all day. There was hail at one point and everything. So uh, I was a little bit mixed, but. Um, I mean, the difference between the two, like, obviously, the sport down here is a little bit smaller. I don't know what it is in the U.S., so, I mean, the money that's over there, we'd like to have a, a quarter of it in the sport over here just to build it up a little bit more, but um, that's probably the, the downside um, of what we'd love to see from the U.S. over here is probably just a, a bit more money in the sport so we have a, a little bit stronger sport um, that we can build off. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that as well, like, pretty much the one thing that we could take from our motocross or take from your motocross season to ours is the TV package you guys get. And this, like Trent was saying, this is the first year that we've actually had a sufficient TV package, which is going live on free-to-air TV in Australia, and then it's going live on cable television, as you guys like to call it, as well as being Facebook. So that to us is a massive, a massive gain, a massive step in the right direction because that gets, like you guys know, that gets more eyes on the sport yeah. and the potential to sort of build that. You know, get get a few people that didn't know what it was prior to try and build that. And I think that in Supercross, that is a that is a term we've, we've been hearing a lot recently. It's how do we get more people that don't know the sport to look at the sport to get more money into it. That's what we're trying to do down here, just on a very, very small scale. <laughs> well, do you want us to send you Rutledge Wood? <laughs> Yes, look, Sam Rutledge <laughs> down, um, bring his little pit board down, that'll be fine. I actually have no problems with Rutledge Wood, just making a joke. But, Doc, did you have you had a question? Yeah, so um, Mike Sleater is a person here. He's pretty well known around here. He's done a lot in our sport. And um, just, like, around the sport in general, has companies around it and everything. He went over there to race um, the 125 class. Like, mm-hmm. I moved down there and everything to do that. I, I haven't watched the race or anything like that. I didn't know how that went. Yeah, did he race one Trent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He raced in the one two five cup class. I don't know what he got. I don't think he got on the podium because I've seen the podium results. I did. I have every race result printed out besides that one two five class. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's more of a. It's more of a. Um, like for a, here, it's more of like a specialty class. It's not at every round. It's like when you guys had that uh, one two five class at the nationals as well. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. I don't think I don't think he got on the box, but I mean, he's down here working. He's got a bunch of different ventures going on down here, so it's it's cool to have uh, sort of his resources. He was at uh, the state race we had a couple of weeks ago, um, which is a series we're involved with. He was there, sort of walking around, talking to people. So um, yeah, haven't been able to pick his brain yet, but uh, hopefully we get a we get a chance here very soon. 
That's cool, man. So I've never got a chance to meet Sleater, but um, yeah, sounds like he. I mean, hell, if he moved over there for some time, sounds like he's he's all in and having some fun. And dude, I think who wouldn't want to go to Australia and hang out anyway? I mean, that's dude, you guys have a beautiful country. I got to get myself over there once things get normal again. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's it's like I've got a question for you guys. Okay, if, is there any Australian riders that you know of? over there that you've found not from them coming to america but just is there any australian riders over there that you've come across on either social media or something like that i'm just interested to see how you guys can view what we have over here yeah so um in the amateur ranks there's um some some kids their their last name is smeardin or like i believe that's what it is and they yeah. actually um i don't know if y'all know about them or anything like that but they actually do pretty dang well around the um the amateur nationals down here. Yeah, there's actually a couple yeah. couple brothers that I've gotten to know just a little bit. Uh, you may have heard of them, Hunter and Jet. I think. Yeah, I know those kids. Uh, that doesn't ring a bell. Uh, yeah, those guys. I think those guys are going to be good one day. So pay attention to them. We've had a, a female like off road rider that was from Australia, and her name is escaping me right now. But um, the factory so. Husband. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Jones. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, she was really cool. So, and she's yeah, she's a badass. Well, uh, I also, I so I watch a lot of motocross stuff through YouTube, and there for a while, the Australian stuff would pop up, and I'd be able to watch it. But that seems, now that I think about it, it seems like it's been a good year or two where I'm seeing that. So I don't know if something's changed, if they're not letting it get put on there i don't know what's happening but i did i was well, trying to follow it for a while and then now it seems like i yeah. it's not on my radar anymore so i don't so know I, this week this weekend was the first motocross like proper national motocross race we've had in australia in 22 months so due to covid and the season ending season starting it's been yeah this weekend i think trent was the first first uh motor like national motocross race in 22 months so that's probably why you guys haven't seen much well that, that in this in the supercross too the supercross i seen that's what i was following and then now it seems like it's hard to find yeah our supercross season is really small to begin with so mm -hmm. it's um like it's what six or seven rounds trend is that correct yeah normally around about that it changes each year we get different promoters doing it and stuff it, it looks like it's starting to streamline a little bit more but yeah, it's very small, and again, it's you know we, we haven't had any racing like national level racing in Australia for for over a year. So that sucks. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely has dropped off. But again, from what we've seen on the weekend, the resurgence is uh, looks like they put a lot of work in in between this time and trying to rebuild it, rebrand everything, and bring it back stronger, which is uh, a positive. Again, the, the COVID pandemic has been pretty pretty terrible, but. Again, a lot of good has come out of it with people resetting and doing, looking at things differently and, and trying to improve, you know, most facets of, of life, basically. So, yeah, um, we've got to take the positives. So once your uh, once your Supercross season does kick off, even these nationals, are you two, like, do you, are you able to get credentials like here in the U.S.? Is that how it works? Are you going to be able to go and cover some of them or what's the, what's the key to covering some of those races? So we have we have credential for our motocross over here. We were going to be at the first round, and then literally two weeks before the first round hit, there was a, a COVID lockdown in the area that obviously me and Trent live, and you oh. couldn't leave the state. You couldn't leave the state. Couldn't couldn't do anything, and 
Uh, me and Trent were like, we don't really want to get on an airplane and, and head out of state and then not be able to get back. Or if we have to get back, we have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. So we sort of made that made that decision not to go. But um, I think the plan is to be at the next round at Canberra. Trent, is that right? Yeah, we're going to try and be at what we can. Uh, we've got we're like uh, very fortunate. We got three rounds here in our home state. Uh, oh, nice. Have, you know, yeah, uh, maximum drive is two hours to get to them. So we're very lucky to that. Uh, but we're definitely going to try and fly to the uh, out-of-state ones for us. It just, again, we're a very small production. So, yeah, uh, hey, I understand. Funny the fun. I totally Bunny understand. All right. I want to ask but you – what did you say, Nick? I said maybe uh, maybe might find us at Loretta's. That's it. Oh, that'd be badass. That's a, not too bad of a drive for us. So, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. So. Um. Did you have something, Scott? You want to ask uh, him? Yes. Uh, so, well, I, first, I wanted to say thank you for the Tim Tams. That was that was always something I wanted to try, and those things were awesome. I couldn't. I ran through that bag so quick. And then, also, was when don't not thank you for. I don't know if it was y'all that sent the Vegemite, but yeah, I, I did. Okay, yeah. No, thank you for that. But the the Tim Tams are good. And I just kind of want to ask you what uh what like what was like that for like y'all's. What's like the random U.S. food that y'all like in Australia? I still have to send them a package of stuff, but I'm waiting on some things. Well, like what, what, what would be that, or like what is like something that the U.S. food that y'all like, or I don't know, something like that. Want to try? Well, well, I've been lucky enough to be. I've, I've spent a heap of time in my life in America, and the the one thing that uh, you guys have over there compared to what we have at home is obviously it's bread. But for some reason, the bread you guys have in America, it's real. It's like so much sweeter and it's like it tastes that much different to what we have at home. That's like one thing I can't go like when I go over to America, I can't eat the bread for some reason. Hmm. But um, there's a there's a like potato chips. There's a, a brand in America that we used to have in Australia and it was called Lay's like L-A-Y-S. Yeah, that's, that's and the main the, brand. Yeah. And it's huge here. Lay's barbecue chips, dude. I would pay an obscene amount of money to get like a box of them. Okay, you talking? I, mean, I can ship something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, I can go to sh- any gas station. I was going to ship you some of my prized white fudge covered Oreos, which I don't even let my kids eat. Um, Ooh, they wait. are my absolute favorite cookie, but they only come out like around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So. I go. I literally go buy like thirty boxes and try to make them last all year. Do you really? Oh yeah, my <laughs> my cabinet. I, I think there's pictures on Instagram of it. There's like twenty or thirty boxes. I'm down to about six left, but I'm gonna send you guys a box <laughs> and I'll get you some Lay's barbecues for for sure. And they oh, have another dude. one here in East Texas. This area, I don't know if it's nationwide or not, but it's it's like sweet heat barbecue. So it's got a little. Yep, yep. Oh god, that's a good chip. Dude, I got you, I, I got you, boys. I could sit down with a bag of potato chips and Bud Light. We don't get Bud Light in Australia, but I reckon the first thing of, of being off the plane in America is I'm usually sitting at a bar drinking Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> that's my go-to. I love Bud Light. All right. Trent, what about you, man? Anything that you'd uh, you'd want in a care package? Uh, I, I haven't been to the U.S. I'm a right. virgin to going to the U.S., so I haven't been able to be- experience the uh the cuisine over there so much i mean we just recently got taco bell and i'm a fan of that and i know it's nothing compared to what you guys probably not yeah dude yeah but, you guys you, uh, no. we gotta go get some tex-mex when you guys come over some real you know, yeah real Texas, texas mexican food we'll, we'll get all that hooked yeah. up when you guys make a trip um last thing i got for you before we let you go and we get jacob hayes on the phone 
I know I sort of make it made a joke, you know, and there's stereotypes about Australia, right? And the I want to know about kangaroos, really, like where you live. Is that like, a, <laughs> is that something you guys see a lot of? Is it like a normal thing, or is that really overhyped? But well, I'm gonna jump in before you, Trent. Uh, when I was like, our show finishes in Australia here at ten o'clock. At ten o'clock, usually about ten o'clock on a Monday night. Okay, dude, I almost hit three kangaroos <laughs> on that road. Okay, going back to the highway last night. Like it's got to be like deer for us. I was gonna say yeah. it's probably like deer for us. Yeah. <laughs> the wow. closest yeah. I've come to hitting a roo was last night on the on your road, Trent. That was bad. <laughs> wow. So, I, and do do they really like like to like box each other and like is that normal stuff? That's so cool. Yeah. How, yeah. How that, that, yeah. How that's how it, often it. when you talk to Americans or whatever do you ever get like the crocodile Dundee references? <laughs> it's, Never. It's, you, you're the first one to bring it up for us. <laughs> really? it, no, like that's not a knife. Yeah, that's what it's I was thinking. Of. That's what I think. Of. When we were when I was in America, everybody seems to think we're friends with Steve Owen or we knew well, Steve. Of course, Owen. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like everyone would ask me, "Do so? Did you know Steve Owen?" It's, it's a small it's island, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like. And I don't know, I've, I've been in, like, it was. it's funny, the, the funniest conversations I've had was with American Uber drivers. Oh, wow. And they'd be like, so do you guys, like, ride kangaroos and stuff? And I'm thinking, <laughs> this, dude is pull- I'm thinking this dude is pulling the piss out of me. Yeah. He is being legitimate. Oh, yeah. And I was worried. I was worried for him. And he'd, like, we had people there that, like, so do you guys, like, have houses in Australia where you live in the trees? I was thinking, the fuck do you think I'm from? So... <laughs> 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 I when I was like twenty one, um, I spent a month in Singapore for doing a job for a company I worked for at the time, and I hope this doesn't come off as politically incorrect. It's not. It's not meant to be racist or anything. But there was a Mexican guy that worked with us in our crew, and we were sitting around this little eating eatery that was outside, and we were there every night. It was right by the hotel, the motel. Actually, it was a crappy place. But anyway, the little the owner and he was like. He looked at the Mexican guy and he just, he looked different than the rest of us. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> and we were like, uh, that's some Mexican. And he goes, oh, we've never seen one of those. I was like, yeah, we got lots of them. <laughs> so, and, you know, it wasn't meant anything bad. So I hope nobody takes offense. Like the, the our, our, the Mexican guy thought it was funny. And he's like, yeah, we're all, we're, we're all over the place. But like, it's just funny in different countries, you know, they're not, you, you always have these stereotypes of every other countries. Like those guys thought, Everybody in Texas rode to work on horses. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, dude, I don't even like That's, horses. It's funny when you said you lived in Texas, Doc's I was like, man, he must live in like a big ranch and have yes. like heaps of cows and heaps of horses. No, yeah. I'm really joking. Well, hey, even people like, in our own country think yeah. that. Well, my chick my chick does have a horse. <laughs> she owns a horse, so that's... See, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, you were sort of right. Oh, that's cool. All right, boys. Well, hey, we got to wrap this up. We got to get Jacob Hayes on the phone if you're uh, if you guys haven't checked out the Moto Limited Network, Moto Limited Show, follow them on Instagram, follow them on iTunes or wherever you listen to their podcasts. Really cool, uh, you know, different outlook on things, man. They're you know they're not able to come to be at all the races and see the 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 special show that we get every week, but they man they love it as much as we do, and they get up in the middle of the night to watch the races and go to the press conferences and go check a show out, man. I appreciate you guys as always. Thanks, Doc. God, thanks, guys. Yep. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right, mate. Thank you. See ya. All right. Thanks again to Nick and Trent for coming on. Take a quick commercial break. We'll be back right, right back with Jacob Hayes. 
We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? 
In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. All right, we are back with our next guest of the night, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Listen, you've heard all about X-Brand Goggles on our show, the Pulp Mech Show. You know the new Lucid is out. I've got a pair right here in my hands if you're watching on YouTube. This pair I will be giving away to one of our Patreon supporters. X-Brand Goggles is one of the biggest companies for privateer motocross riders. They support a lot of guys. They're Jacob, Jacob, you still in X-Brand? Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So our next guest is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. He's still in X-Brand Goggles, the one and only Jacob Hayes. What up, dude? What up, guys? Not much, man. It's good to finally get to talk to you. It's been a while. Um, man, last time last time we talked to you, I think, was right after you had been hurt and you thought you were getting better and found out you weren't getting better and things just weren't – you weren't in a great place, I don't think. Dude, it was a mess. Yeah. Ugh, it, it, was a, it was a mess. I, I haven't ever done or dealt with anything like that in my life. I mean, I've had injuries. All motocross riders have. I mean – most people have had injuries. You know what I mean? Have you ever broken anything, Darson? <laughs> Is that a serious question? Do you not know? <laughs> no, I, I feel like we got hurt on the, the Damon Bradshaw crash. I feel oh, yeah. like we got hurt. That what, was, what that was four ribs? ribs and a lung, and I've done okay. lungs and collarbones, uh, three separate collarbone breaks, three separate wrist breaks. Um, okay. So, yeah, yeah you, humorous. You, yeah. Yeah. You, yep. You've been through it. So, we all have, but. This one was just, I don't know, it, it didn't go good from the get-go when I got hurt. Um, you know, I didn't have a choice of what hospital I went to, and uh, I just, I had a bad go at it. Yeah. Just, um, and it took forever to realize that <laughs> it wasn't working. Um, it took five and a half months, and it took basically the plate and the screws snapping for a doctor to really go, oh, wow, this this wasn't going to work in the first place. So Jeez. I'm on the right track now. Um, my new doctor got me all fixed up. And from the time I got surgery, which was November 17th, he released me to ride on December 30th. Okay. So if, okay. that, if, that, <laughs> if that goes to tell you, like, anything, I mean, that's how basically bad it was. And then with – completely redoing the surgery, taking all the old stuff out, realigning my bone and putting all new hardware in. 
basically a, you know a month and a half and he said i could ride a dirt bike so wow yeah um, big turnaround yeah big big turnaround spirits were a lot higher it was a lot nicer to walk in the doctor's office and hear <laughs> good news um but now i've just been grinding dude holy crap like trying to get my hips strong again trying to get my quad strong and uh it's coming around dude it's, i'm stoked for it it feels so nice just to get out and and i've been running lately cycling it, it feels oh, good, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that you've been back on the bike a little bit. I know uh, Toolman Dan loaned you a bike at one point. Um, so, but just getting back on the bike, like how difficult has that been? Because you've had lots of injuries, but nothing like this. It's had this type of um, just didn't go the way you'd planned, right? So, I mean, like how difficult is it getting back on the bike and relearning everything? It, it was especially hard just because where I was at when I got hurt was probably the best I've ever been on a motorcycle, just body wise, speed wise. It was right there before we started in Salt Lake last year. And I mean, you know, it was just super unfortunate. So, um, the fire and the determination never went away. I mean, obviously my spirits were down just because I mean, shit, I was just sitting on the couch yeah. doing nothing. Like I was just bored. Um, and I filled my time with training kids, which I do love that. But I mean, let's be honest. I want to be out there racing. I mean, I, can hardly turn the TV on right now and watch Supercross just because I know where I could be and I know yeah. I could be out there battling those guys up front. Um, so it's hard to, to watch, but I know I got to put my big boy pants on and get myself back out there. I mean, and it's been especially hard trying to find a bike to ride. I, I've called a bunch of people and, you know, <laughs> it's, I guess it's good for our sport. No one really has a bike. You know what I mean? Oh, Everyone's I see what you're of, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone's like, the bikes are gone. So, um, you know, I finally found a bike, um, a guy that, uh, I trained his kid, John Schultz. Uh, he, he said, Hey man, I'm not really riding this thing. You can, you can take it if you want it. So, uh, thank you to him. He's let me ride his KTM 450 and, uh, just having some fun, dude. Nice. I was gonna say, I've, I know I've got a, uh, 2015 Honda 450. I'll, I'll make a good deal on it, dude. Cause it's <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> If, no. if this didn't come through, we would yeah. have to talk about it. Right, right. No, I was going to ask you, though. You brought this up, so I want to know what it's like trying to watch Supercross, especially, look, the top four or five guys. There's a big gap from that top four or five to, to the next group, um, and I guess it's always that way, but watching the races when you do, like, is it just eating you up knowing what you could be out there doing? It is. It's It's so rough. Like, I mean, even watching, you know, the, the first couple rounds of the West class, I'm like, dude, I wanted to be out there so bad. And yeah. like, I almost couldn't even sit still. Like I was just pacing back and forth and more or less just kind of like watching bits, bits and pieces. I couldn't even honestly sit there the whole time. It, it was, it was horrible. And even now, like watching Atlanta, dude, like I grew up on the East coast, um, you know, racing in Atlanta, even the Georgia Dome was like always a dream of mine. And then I did that in 19 and then to, to see the speedway and like, dude, how sick did that track look like? They did an unbelievable job with building that place. Like, yeah. am I right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the show. Like I thought it was a really cool idea. I thought it was a cool, the only thing I didn't, I, I kind of didn't like is I wished it had been a little bit tighter. Cause I think it would have closed up, made the racing tighter, but I might be completely wrong, but it looked like it looked awesome. And it was cool to like, I, I think it'd be fun to ride if I was any good. I just for the racing though, I felt like it sort of took away from maybe the tightness. 
It it was like I don't know. I would I just wish it wouldn't have rained. I mean, yeah. I, I I I I hate saying that because like Mother Nature has its own plan. But you sure. know, I just wish it wouldn't have rained because I think the track would have raced a little bit differently. Because once they started off in the heat races the way they did, the lines kind of got beat in, and yeah, they got out there and fixed it as much as they could with the tractors and the skid steers, but. Let's be honest, the race line was already kind of beat in at that point. Right. Um, I don't know. I, it looked sick. The rhythms looked big. I mean, it was crazy to see the, some of the 450 guys, like, over-jumping the finish lines and stuff like that. Like, you got to think they only had really, like, five or six laps of practice, yeah. and then yeah, they six, went straight to racing. Yeah, they were over-jumping <laughs> it in the main event. Yeah, Eli like, talked about gnarly. that. Actually. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah, and for to be sure. pushing at the level that they're going – is insane but back to your point like yeah it's it's almost impossible for me to sit there and watch the 250 class i can see that (laughs) um so me as a racer and you see it a lot with other uh, racers is that what you do in practice is sometimes it's hard to translate that to a race day i struggle with that. i've always struggled with with race day riding i just kind of wondered what you did to kind of like if you had a little trick or something that you did to make sure that you're carrying over what you learned and applying it to gain in those couple of seconds uh, on race day? You know, kind of when I was younger, I just, I looked at practice as, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm just out here kind of doing my own thing. And I think that kind of hurt my racing when I was an amateur. Like, I just always took like a kind of mellow approach to practice. And then when I got to the race, I always tried to up my game. And I found that like, I didn't have that extra speed that I wanted on race day, which was crazy to me. I, I was like, this is weird. So now being a professional for many years, I have figured out how important it is to bring your best on the practice days. Yes, the risk is is always going to be there. But, you know, say you practice at 80 and then you try to race at 100. Well, you're not really going to be that comfortable. I'm not saying you are ever that comfortable, but I try to practice at my – my utmost best ability and that way on race day when i do need a little bit more i have a little bit more to give because i'm practicing at such a high intensity mm-hmm. so it, it's hard to replicate it it is but what i find being the best is is trying to be around some good guys you know what i mean like me being out west um you know there's always some form of good rider at you know the practice track whether it be factory rider or you know, just anyone, a 450 guy. Um, I ride with the TLD team a lot. So I just always have someone to push me, and I, I find that a big difference. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I think that it's funny that we've seen that change over the last few years where, you know, back in the 90s and the 80s, like the, the top riders didn't really want to ride with other riders. They didn't want to show what they had or whatever the reason be. Now I think everybody's learning that, man, to go to ride at the level the top riders are at you need to practice like that. You need to have the next fastest guy right there with you to keep you motivated, to keep you pushing, to learn new things, whatever the case may be. But riding with other fast riders, I think, is the key, one of the major keys right now to a successful pro career. I mean, yeah, look at look at Nate Thrasher. I mean, yeah, yeah. guy rides with some of the gnarliest dudes, Christian Craig, Colt yep. Nichols, all those guys, man, like, he he's not walking away every day at practicing like yeah I, I feel good he's like dude I'm getting work like yeah exactly yes I, I gotta get I gotta get better you know what I mean and for these rookies and I mean you know for all these up and coming guys it's it's important yeah definitely um 
Speaking of practice and going out, you talked about, you know, riding at a higher percentage during practice. You see a lot of times when you see Instagram videos and all Insta bangers or whatever, like there's always that, the one fast line that's beat in and, and blue grooved on the practice tracks. Do you ever make a point to say, all right, this moto or whatever, I'm going to do completely different lines in the fast line and switch it up just because in race, in race time, you have to switch lines, obviously. You have to get outside the fast groove. Oh, absolutely. I, um, I have a great story for you. In 2019, at the end of it, I went and did the Australian Supercross Series, and we just had the Yamaha test track to ride on. And I, I forgot to tell my mechanic the day, but I, I had completely different lines picked out. I was going <laughs> inside. I was doing this rhythm differently, going yeah. inside, and then jumping the whoops. And it, it was going to be quite a lot slower. And we did our first 20 and like, he is putting on the pit board, like question mark. He like, he didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, yeah. And I got off. He's like, dude, like you were taking the slowest lines ever. Like, what are you doing? I said, dude, I've rate, I've ridden the same line for like two weeks now. I, I need to hit different lines, different braking. Like you have to, because in the race you're forced to go in so many different lines. You don't get to ride your same preferred line unless you get out front and, have clean air, but right. how often does that happen? You know what I mean? So I think it is important to, to ride the tight insides, ride the high outsides, ride, ride the middle and, and do rhythms that are slower. Yeah, that's good. Cause I, we don't see that. I guess when we see the Insta banger videos, we always see the fast line, right? We just see oh, that you only got to put out the good line. You're not going to show the slow line. I mean, <laughs> Dude, we're trying to only release good content. I mean, I don't know. Let's look at what Josh Hill's doing. I don't know if that's the fastest line always. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some of his lines uh, don't really kind of match up to the whole track. Well, yeah. 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 Like the cool-looking lines. Well, like one of my, my closest friends, uh, Michael Gage, who a lot of Texas guys know, he is like, when he goes out and practices and even when he races, he finds the weirdest lines. Like you get out on track and you go, oh, that's that's Gage for sure. You know, you just see this one line that's all over the place. But, like, he's so technically sound. Like, he's not the fastest guy anymore, but he's really just technically a great rider. And, like, it, you watch him do these crazy things, you're like, holy shit, I never even thought of that as an option. But it, you know, it works out for him. Usually, come race day, he'll, he won't follow. That's for damn sure. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at that at all. I just kind of stay where, <laughs> stay in the groove. And go really, you're just, yeah. You're just trying to make it around. You're just trying yeah, to. I'm clock, trying to survive, clock dude. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to clock laps. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Try not to get arm pump and not die. Um, no, yeah, I'm with you. So you talked about the time off the bike and it driving you crazy. Um, you know, you're married, right? Your wife is uh, Jamie, yes. right? Yes. So, yes. Um, did did how was the relationship during that time? Did you guys grow tighter? Was she ready for you to get the hell out of the house? Like, talk about the the real life home life stuff. Um, I will say it was, it was rough at the beginning. I mean, okay. dude, I was in, uh, I had, so I broke my left wrist, uh, left femur, and then I broke both my kneecaps. So I couldn't, I, I was on the couch and then if I needed to go to the bathroom, she had to pick me, not pick me up, but pick my leg up. Cause I, I had no muscle to pick my leg up and she had to put me in the wheelchair and then she had to wheel me in the bathroom and then lift me off and then Oof. go to the bathroom. Yeah. So like, we were super tight. Yeah, I bet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so good, for though. Me, for me, I've never 
dealt with anything like that. So it was a little at first like, oh, no, like I'll try to do it on my own. And then I figured out like quick, like I just didn't have yeah the strength and I just didn't feel good enough to do it on my own. Like she had to put me in the shower. And I mean, to be honest, she did a great job. Like, uh, I mean, there was a couple of times where she's like, babe, this is, this is pretty rough. And I'm like, I know it is. It's rough for me too. Like, you know, I, I don't feel like a man sitting here letting you wash my hair, but sure. you know, I, I appreciate it. And it was tough. It, it was, but I think it brought, a, brought us closer together. And now we're just, um, no, we don't get to laugh about it cause it was a rough time, but yeah. We can look back on it and say that was tough, but we pushed through. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, give it a couple of years, and it'd be a really special story. I bet. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a couple of unique moments in there. That's yeah, for sure. I bet. <laughs> I know. Sorry, bubble. I know you said that uh, it's hard for you to uh, to watch, especially the two fifty lights. But I'm sure you have watched some. Who who's somebody that's having success that you're like? Man, I man, I I I know I would have him. Like, I know that's kind of hard to do, but who's who are you watching that you're like, oh, I got that. Man, uh, it's like you know, um, it's nice to see like guys like um, you, you know, Marsh Banks and Kyle Peters, KP. and guys like yeah, guys like that get on the podium just because those are guys. Um, that, I mean, I've battled Marsh Banks and beat him several times. I've battled KP and beat him several times and they have me too. You know what I mean? We beat each other, but it's, it's kind of, it's good to see them doing good. That's awesome. But it's also, uh, an, on another hand, me sitting on the couch, it's like, <laughs> darn it. I, yeah. I could be there. Um, and, and it's always, you know, it, it's a tough thing to sit there and say, oh, I could be right there. But when, uh, when you go out and you're on, you know, privateer program and you're six in points in the 250 West in 2020, you know what I mean? And yeah. you had a couple top fives, like you're not really just kind of blowing smoke. Like I, I, I know what I'm doing out there and, um, I can hold my own. So that part, it, it's good. Like I said, it's good to see those guys doing good. Cause I always like to see, um, that like, but yeah, that's, that, those would be two of my guys that I, I like to see. Like even KP got, this in atlanta like that's awesome yeah yeah he's been riding good man he's a lot of a yeah. lot of uh what's the word positivity coming off that arena cross and yeah he's he, he's a good dude i like that guy and it's kind of a weird situ- oh, i'm sorry uh i was just gonna say it's kind of a it's one of those situations where you can honestly look at the glass half full and half empty and be like yeah. right yeah it's yeah. like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird i'm sorry go ahead I, know. I, sh- I, t- I should call him up and talk a little junk to kp because like I'm arena cross champ. Now he's an arena cross champ. So I feel like we need to kind of meet up and yeah. maybe settle something like see who could, could win a one off. <laughs> that, yeah. That'd be that. That's funny. I like that. You know, I just finally got to meet him, uh, at the Arlington rounds. He, he came over actually to the hotel and did a podcast with Kate and myself. That was the first time I met him. And I really, I had heard him on pulp like the week or two before, and just gained a lot of respect for him as a person. And then when I met him, yeah, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. I, I, I like seeing guys like that be successful. Yeah, definitely. Quick question, Dark Side. Yep. Whose side are you on, Cades or A-Rays? On the Arlington deal? Just the whole oh. – I feel like there's a side. You're either on Cades' side well, or they have a bet A-Rays going side. now. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> so I don't I, – I feel like I'm in a waffle. I don't have a side. I think they're both – 
I think what they did for the most part was just racing, man. Uh, when they're like they're in the LCQ, it's do or die. Nobody's your friend. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, I guess I would lean towards Cade because I did not like the celebration that A Ray did after the takeout in Arlington. I did not like that at all. Like, okay, you weren't a fan. Not okay. a fan. It was awesome. Like the the pass, the pass, and taking Cade down or taking him over the berm or whatever. I had no problem with that other than the fact that I had Cade that night in fantasy. That pissed me off. But <laughs> in the reality of the racing, though, I felt like it was all fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair do, you, do you have fair a sign? Um, I believe I have Cade's number, but I, I was going to text him, but I didn't want to be that guy. And I just wanted to say, dude, uh, you left you left the inside open. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he had going on in his helmet if he thought A-Ray was a little closer, but. I think he could have closed off that inside pretty good, but that's also me sitting on the couch watching on television. It's a different story when you're on the dirt bike. Yeah, he pretty much said that he left that door open. He he had made a couple mistakes that that last lap or two and was panicking, and and then it just sort of all fell apart, and he left the, open, the inside open. So he, he definitely knows that he should have done things differently. But um, congrats to him. He's riding good this year. He really is, man. Both those guys made it into the heat races, uh, I think, um, Saturday. So yeah, they're, they're doing a good job, man. For guys at that level, you know, basically pretty much privateers, right? They get bikes. They don't get a whole lot of other stuff. It's, um, it's impressive that they're fairly consistently making the, the mains. No, it's, it's awesome. Especially with the 450 class being the way it is. I mean, yeah. Coop and all those guys are gnarly, man. The, yep. the ability that they have and the speeds that they're going for the amount of time is, is insane. And I want to ask you about Coop and Kenny here in a minute, but I think we got a couple more things. Oh, we have a, a fan question of who would who would you rather hang out with, Jamie or Darkside or Travis Marks? Uh, Darkside. Darkside. He's always saying that because I'm here. Marks is a pretty cool cat. Yeah. Do you know Do you know uh, Marks very well, Jacob? Have that was got, from not, That was from your buddy Hal. Not that well. Okay. Not that well. He's a good. He's a, he's a cool dude. He's got a hot, he's got a hot chick too. So that's what they say. That's yeah. what everyone's been saying. I, I do know that, but no, yeah. But much like Travis, Travis uh, said you, you too. <laughs> oh, is Mark's on the, yeah, he's uh, on. Mark's yeah. watching. Yeah. Cause there's no pulp show tonight. So he's, <laughs> oh, he's, bo- he's bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right, Jacob. So let's, let's get into that real quick. And then I've got just a couple more questions. Obviously all the talk is Cooper Webb, Kenny Roxon. Um, I want to know from your point of view, just watching it, what you've seen, if you think that it's a mental breakdown, I don't know if that's the right terminology, is is Cooper in Kenny's head? What is your thoughts? Uh, I think he is. Big I time. Pers- personally, man, it's it's tough to say, but um, I'm just going to say it. Coop's a boss, man. Oh, like, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you got Coop behind you and it's five minutes to go, I think, and especially if you're Kenny, man, you uh, you have a lot of flashbacks happening quick. Yes, a lot. Yes, and uh, for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to slow those down. I, I don't. I'm not in his position, nor am I battling for a 450 main event wins. But dude, when you got someone like Cooper on you for the, basically the whole race, and I was there in Houston when um, he made the last lap pass when Dino was involved and stuff yep, like that. Yep. And, Dude, I think someone looked at me and 
and it's like, dude, it's over. And it was like halfway. And I'm like, no, Coop's way too close. He's still <laughs> got his claws in him. And yeah. um, you could just see it coming. And I don't know if it is the history or, or what, but you you have to sit there and, and lean on it and say that Cooper 100% has a mental edge on on a lot of those guys, man. I mean, he is just a freaking pit bull. Like, he yep. is out there. And, dude, he'll let you – he's a smart racer. I mean, I thought his move at Daytona – was beautiful he didn't even make any contact and he made rocks and go from basically the whole shot to you know not buried in the pack but he was about mid-pack you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly and, you know, um, oh, go ahead i just think it's impressive i think it's something that we rarely see he's coop is a great racer and just so mentally aware of what's happening at, at all times um i mean i don't know if carlos let him know on the pit board in Atlanta, like, Hey, Roxon's here, but like, you just, he just managed the race. You know what I mean? Like maybe he wasn't the most comfortable and maybe he did want to go for the lead or, or the win or anything like that, but he did what he had to do. He got a great start. His heat race wasn't that great. And yet again, he comes out and lays the hammer down. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think he knows, I mean, he does know, he knows what it's going to take to win this championship, you know, and hell, as long as Kenny's behind him, no reason to do anything crazy. And I think exactly. he knows if he's behind Kenny, like most of the time, I got this guy. Yeah, you can just stay consistent. And he's yeah. pretty much got it at this point. You know, and I mean, I think Kenny can sit there and maybe say no, but I think if you got two minutes to go and Ken's first and Coop second, subconsciously, I think Kenny knows he's coming. I I totally agree. Let me ask you this: I I brought this up in the press conference Saturday night to Cooper. And I kind of talked about it in the beginning of the show. So I watched their most recent Moto uh, Red Bull Moto Spy episode, which focused on Kenny and Cooper since Daytona. And Kenny said something along the lines of, like, you know, I'm not out of this yet. All it takes is one bad race from those guys, and I'm back in it. or something. That's not quite what he said, but it was real close. And my immediate thought was, like, that's not how you should be thinking. You should be thinking, I'm going to beat these guys, not I need them to, you know, have a bad race. I don't know. I just felt like that right there told, tells the story. Like, that's his mental – he's not where he should be mentally. And now I obviously said they could have edited that to sound that way. I don't know what he actually said or even what he actually right. meant, but that's how I took right. it. I mean, dude, it's it's gnarly. Like, Coop's gnarly, yeah. Ken's gnarly, yeah. and Eli's gnarly. And, and unfortunately, he's just – he's getting outdueled by someone that's – a little bit better. You know I what I mean? So. I, I, it's just, you hate to say that cause we all like Kenny. And I mean, I like all of the guys. I, I, I have a personal, you know, relationship with Cooper. So I'll obviously cheer for him, but, um, just, I think he's getting outdoored by someone that's a little bit better at that kind of stuff. I do too. I totally agree. I wish I could get Cooper on here. He has literally not answered my text since the season started. He just, I used right right before the season. He was he was texting me. We we're trying to get something scheduled, and then since then, nothing. Radio does he do focused and focused. Yeah, does he do podcasts? Yeah, yeah. He'll do. He did pulp, I think, recently. Least, yeah, he's done yeah, this after, show. A few he didn't times. do it though. He didn't do it until he had a sixteen point lead though. Yeah, but well, he's done this show a few times, but not not okay. since this. Not in twenty one. Okay. He's okay. not even responding, which is not wow. normal. Yeah. So. So does like does Steve like send him like care packages to get him on the <laughs> maybe, show? Like, I don't well, know. I got to figure that out. Yeah, maybe I need to ask Steve. 
Um, yeah, you need to get the inside scoop. Yeah, yeah, I'll get him. I'm gonna. I actually, I'm, I may text him after this and try to get him on next <laughs> week. But uh, hey, last thing before I let you go, what's the future for Jacob Hayes, man? I mean, I know you're doing schools. I know you want to race, obviously, Supercross next year. But like, what what is in the immediate future that you know is locked in? Uh, I'm going to do five outdoor nationals. I'm going to oh, do nice. Paula, okay. Colorado, Washougal, Hangtown, and Paula. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the more yeah. West Coast ones. Good, good. Yeah, I'm going to do those. Um, I'm going to be riding the KTM 450. Okay. I got a bunch of great people helping me out. AO, REP, um, which is Jeremy from AO and Mark Johnson from REP. FXR, those guys, Andy White, Brad are helping me out. X-Brand Goggles, Alpine Star, um, just a lot of great people. You know, Eagle Grit, Daniel Blair. Heck yeah. Uh, Hammer Nutrition, just uh, so many wonderful people. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, it's it's hard to sit there and call people and say, hey, look, I'm coming back when I've been gone for so long and some people still believe in me, some don't, but you know what? I don't care, man. I, I know what I have to offer on a dirt bike. I know my skill set, and at the end of the day, I'll go out there and prove it. I was I was at the bottom in arena cross, and I worked my way to the top, and I told – I think I've said it on your show before. I, I plan to do the same. I have unbelievable amount of heart. I don't even know. I don't even know if I said that right. I have no, a did. lot a ton of heart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a ton. And – uh, I'm not going to let it go to waste and I have a lot of talent and I'm not going to let it go to waste, man. I, I'm too determined and I want to make something happen and I'm excited. I'm yeah, I'm just getting ready to go. I, I dude, I love the attitude. I love that's, that's what it's going to take. Uh, you're going to have to fight back up. You know, it's just the way it is, unfortunately in our, this business sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, I believe in you too. I love that you're, you're ready for it. Um, last thing I texted Daniel before you came on. It's like, Hey, what is something I should ask? Jacob, oh gosh, what do you think he said? Oh man, he, he probably he probably blew me out about something about my eating habits. No, probably something like it no. Was, it was way lamer than that. He just said, "Why are you such a vagina?" But he didn't use the vagina word. <laughs> Nothing no. serious. Nothing. Okay, I can use. So he, he didn't even give you anything good. No, it's like a waste. Why do I even bother texting he, him? He just called me too. I'm ignoring his phone call. Oh like, really? Dude. Yeah, he's. He, I just barely, barely got a set of Eagle Grit hand soap in my house, some hand wipes, and some bike wash just now. Dude, we've been friends since 20 – I met him in 2014, been friends since 2015, just got some hand soap. So if that tells you anything, he's pretty stingy with his yeah. shit. Well, I have quite a bit, but I actually purchased it at a discounted price, but I sell it out here. And, nice, dude. That stuff is so good, man. Those the, oh, the, it's the Eagle Grit wipes, like his hand cleaner, is the best bar none. But the wipes, like I literally cleaned my airbox out with all the gooey oil that drips down, like this weekend, and it just two wipes makes that thing look brand new. I clean oh, my tools legit. with the wipes. Hell, I take them yep. in to the porta potties at the track and wipe down the <laughs> seats with them. Shit's awesome. Oh, I haven't done You're that. I've done the rest yeah, of yeah, me stuff, too. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't done that. Um, that's legit. Yeah, so his product's awesome. Daniel and his family are like my family. Yes, um, yes. You know they 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 take care of me, and yeah, you know, it's it's great to have Daniel as a close friend, family friend. So uh, he's a good dude. He's cleaned up his eating habits a little bit. <laughs> nice. I will say a little bit. 
even though he goes on his Instagram and grabbing chips ahoy for breakfast. So that doesn't <laughs> that's, help. That's that's my kind of diet right there. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can make it out to Paula to one of the nationals. I really want to. That's a goal. Maybe Daniel okay. let me crash at his house or something. So hopefully, yeah. Come well, you out. have to do Hangtown because Hangtown's close. Oh, yeah. That's what, you know, I, I meant Hangtown actually because that's, yeah, Sack Raceway or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant was Hangtown because that's right down the road from you guys. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to make that happen and put that all together and come support you and watch you kick some ass. Hell yeah. Well, you guys will, uh, I'll have to give you guys some shout outs on Instagram. Um, I'm getting my bike all set up with graphics and everything. So, um, yeah, just, uh, it'll all be coming out soon. Awesome, man. Fantastic. Really great to talk to you and thanks for having some time for us. Yeah. appreciate you guys having me on. Take care. Have fun. All right. You too. See you, bud. See ya. All right. Thanks to Jacob Hayes for coming on. I thought about trying to get Kyle Peters up real quick, but I was, there's just too much going on to make all that happen. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, I want to remind everybody about all the contests. So we giving away... The hats, 10, 10 of Cherby's hats to the first 10 viewers on YouTube that spoke up. We have a $250 retail value in a Cherby's plastic for the contest winner. Send a picture on Instagram, or post a picture on Instagram, sorry, of your bike that you want plastic for. Tag at Moto X Pod Show and tag at a Cherby's USA. We will pick a winner next week. He has also given $250 worth of plastic away to one of our Patreon supporters. So top Patreon supporter. Top, oh yeah, one of the tops. And that, that may be Hal. I think Hal might be our top Patreon supporter. I'll have oh, to go yeah. look. That's uh, what he said. Yeah, it's, it's probably Hal. So we'll do that. And then we've got the Fly Kinetic Mesh giveaway. Go buy some blood lubricants. Use promo code MOTOX. Send me a copy of your receipt. I will pick a winner for the blood lubricant or for the gear. What else we got, Scotty? Anything else? Um, I feel like, oh, the Lucid Goggles, that's going to be a Patreon giveaway. And I want to let everybody know, uh, you can go to xbrand.com. You could hit me up at darksidemx3 at aol.com for some of the goggles. But you can also go down to your local dealership and check the Lucids out. You can put them in your hand. You can try them on, check them out. And they're sold through the WPS reps, uh, same company that owns Fly and you know numerous other products. But Fly Racing is a carrier. They carry X-Brand goggles. So go to your local dealerships, man. If you just want to go down to the brick, or, brick and mortar, support the the reps like our buddies Craig Martin, Scott Foster, Skippy, Cooksey, numerous others. Uh, it's I love WPS. So support those guys also. Oh, uh, Let's see here. Can I, can I run this list of names? So if anybody wants to go back, they can... Find it right at the end of the episode, this list of names. Oh, uh, yeah, run them down oh, the, the, for the hats. Yeah. yeah, run them down real quick. Go ahead. Uh, Jonesy, 736, Stylin, 99, Jake Curry, Michael Keeter, Moto Limited Network, Scott Sampson, Twit 59, Garrett Rockley, Oscar Caballero, and Greg D, 351. Y'all uh, send Darkside an email. And yeah, he will get you XPod show at gmail.com. Yep, Sorry. and y'all will y'all will get a a tribute hat. I don't know what what happened with the. Is he just giving one of the Patreons one of the the two? Did we give both of those away already? Yeah, two 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 hundred fifty dollars yes. retail. One is going to our top Patreon supporter. Right. The other is going to the contest. You got to post a picture on Instagram yeah. and tag us in a tribute. I might want to do that. Get in on it. Um, and if you guys are on YouTube, you can see this hat. I have a fly rate or FMF mm-hmm. hat. Uh, it's a, a, a lady's hat. Yeah. I'm going to give this to probably next week or the week after we're going to do a contest for some of the female viewers and listeners 
and we'll give this hat away because I know we have a number of female viewers and listeners. Uh, anything else, Doc, before we go? Oh, yeah. I mean, one thing, uh, it, it was just uh, one thing I was going to ask Jacob, it's just kind of time ran out, is uh, like, it's so hard because I'm going to do a couple of the outdoor nationals this year. We don't know which ones yet. Okay. Because I'm also doing like Loretta's and stuff like that. Yep, so we're yep. having to plan stuff around it and what we're doing there. It's so hard to just decide which ones to go to. Everything's so far away from us in general. Right. It's just like, yeah, we're centrally located and we can go up in any direction and hit one if of the it's races. It's still like 12 to 20 hours plus. Yeah, but it's all so far away. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was just, that was. That was something I was going to ask him, but it's just we didn't have time for okay. that Okay. Well, yeah. If You, you should have raised your hand like I told you. You were closing <laughs> up on that uh, one anyways. I would have I waited. Scott, you got anything else uh, before we go? Yeah. Um, so a minute ago, someone said uh, a Marx versus Grandpa Guida moto. And <laughs> I'm not acknowledging that. I love and, my granddaughter, but I'm not, I'm not going with and then And then, uh, yeah, then we just got another one. We won an uh, IG live feed of Grandpa Guida trotting on the pony. <laughs> A bunch of a holes on YouTube. We might have to do away. We might have to do away with the YouTube feed. Shows uh, over. I don't know if Marks is still on, but Marks, Marks and Talon are going to be on the wrap up show this week. Pulp show Wednesday night. Wrap up show Thursday night. Very quick turnaround, so they're going to jump on and help me out. So you guys check that out. But other than that, that's a wrap for episode one ninety six. I want to thank a Cherubies USA, X Brand goggles. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, R Jerky. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 at ERJerky.com. We're going to do some giveaways with that pretty soon. Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Other than that, guys, we are out of here. That's a wrap for episode 196. We'll be back next week. Later. See you.